everybody, and welcome to the mid-term, mid-season report of the Formula One 2021 season from us, the Winging It F1 podcast. Woo! Um, I'm Freddie Coates. I'm a member of the Winging It F1 podcast. I'm with Adam Dickinson and Nigel Chu, who are also members of the Winging It F1 podcast. So we're going to ask them how they are and how they're doing. Adam, how are you? How are you doing? Good. You don't, you don't need to segue into introducing us. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I'm good. I I'm do. busy with um, prep. But yeah, looking forward to next week. I'm going away. So yeah, looking forward to that. Where are you going? <laughs> where are you going, Adam? Yeah, well, where on earth are you going? <laughs> no, he's frozen. He's not going anywhere. He's oh. stuck. He's stationary because he's frozen. Yeah. There, he's back. He's back. He's not frozen anymore. So he's going places. He's not frozen. <laughs> Adam, where are you going? Yeah, uh, I'm going to America in a week on Monday, so it's all preparation oh. for that, and it's very busy, but it's exciting. I'm so excited. I found out where I'm going to be living, and yeah, I was just hyped for about 90 minutes afterwards on Google, and it was just amazing. So yeah, I kind of want to be there now, but I can't because I've got so much packing and prep to do that it would be impossible. So it's going I'm to be like all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point actually. Priority. Um, Nigel, how how are you? How are you doing? Good. Yes, I'm proud to be a member of the of what, well, like you said, I don't. Is it is it just three members then in our group? I mean, we had a members club. <laughs> I mean, we 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 do have those blood oaths we did. <laughs> oh yeah, remember that? Oh. I think we did it on the Zoom call of the very first podcast. <laughs> we all got um oh, like God. a toothpick. Bled like, into our laptops. Yeah. Well, that's getting your laptop after that. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so yes, the Blood Brothers are back. We're here to give you. <laughs> we did that at GCSE. English Blood Brothers. You did Blood Brothers as GCSE English, yeah. a musical. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was nice. Good. Do you know any of the songs? You care to give us a performance? Uh, is it the Marilyn Monroe yeah, one? one? Yeah. Uh, oh, what's the names? Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, Marilyn Monroe uh, is most of the name. You put um, me on the spot there. <laughs> no shit, yeah. I put you on the spot. <laughs> I'm I mean, I did get a five, a like grade five, which is like a C, so... <laughs> grade five singing? Uh, no, let me see. Oh. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> oh. All right. Um, Nigel's anyway. confusing us more, but we need to get on with this podcast. We've got a lot to fit in here. Um Nigel's got grade five and something um but yes what we're going to do today is we're going to rate the so far of the season so so far the season has been 11 races not the sofa 20 drivers. of the season the sofa of the season sophology <laughs> um we're going to say is this Sponsor. is this season a futon or is it like amazing and like one of those sofas with a bend in it you see in adverts um, oh, yeah they're good. They're cool, those sofas. So is, is it as good as that sofa? Or is it like one of those ones which is like from like a film in like medieval, not medieval, um, Louis France. France, France Louis yeah. Vuitton. They've got chaise long. Is it a chaise long or is it a cool one that's in a DFS advert? Right. That's what we're going to be deciding about the season so far. Um, sofa. Um, yes. Right, so we're going to first, we're going to rate every race out of grades. Um, we're going to start with the first race of the season, because it's a very good place to start. 
And the first race of the season was, can you remember it, guys? <laughs> kind Australia. Of every race out of grade. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were just going to grade, grade the races out of A star to F. But no, we're going to rate out of grades. Yeah, but yeah it was... Have um, that, doesn't have that level of Saka, does it? Saka Grand Prix. Bahrain, Saka is coming later. It's the Bahrain Grand Prix. The rooms oh, are the Saka Grand Prix are later. Adam loses a point. Right. So, um, but before that, we need to rate testing. Testing. A, B, C, D, F, E. Are you serious? <laughs> Go on. Did you enjoy testing? I mean, Nigel, give it a grade. You know what? It was actually pretty good because like, it was three days. I'm not sure. It was actually pretty good. So straight away, A star. Yeah, me too. A star because there was a sandstorm. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to drop out of testing. Oh. <laughs> Adam's already quit the podcast. That brings his average down for the season. No, just, just that. Just that one subject. That's going to drop. Ungradable drop awarded of the season. Um, it's not a you. It's just I didn't just decided not to take it. I had too many other subjects and just dropped out before it got to the exam. It's not, not this a difficult analogy, concept. This analogy has so many layers to it. I love it. Right. So first, we're going to go to the Bahrain Grand Prix, which is the first Grand Prix of the season. Um, Nigel, do you care to sum it up for us in two sentences? Uh, absolutely brilliant. Lewis Hamilton versus Max Verstappen, all race long. Contro- yeah, I guess it was a bit controversial, and it was great. And I think two sentences. I think the BBC yeah. Check and Flag podcast summed it up well um, by saying best season opener since question and you know it's it's itself a while yeah it, it's it was a fantastic um start to the season and has really set us up for yeah. the championship battle that we've had sometimes the season opener isn't kind of that representative of the season that comes I guess last year would be a good example of that but this year it has definitely you know put um you know just just completely showed what the season is going to be about with the the battle at the front and then Norris um, and Ferrari, well, McLaren and Ferrari kind of pushing up um, at the top of the field. And it's, yeah, it's just, you know, it's a fantastic um, place to start. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to go straight in with an A. Oh. Yeah, I, same. I'm going to give it an A star, you know. Because Ooh, I mean the top fun. two drivers, I think we forget how good it was. Because I think I feel if it was one of the more recent races, we would have been going, "Oh, that was unbelievable!" And and it went down all the way to the last lap with uh, you know Verstappen going off track as well, having to give the lead back. They were chasing each other. Hamilton doing twenty eight laps on the hard tire or something, which was remarkable to put himself in a position to to try and win, and he did. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I think an A star for me. Actually, I think you've convinced me. I'm going to put that down as well. I think especially because it was the season open and we've not yeah. always had a, you know, fantastic race like that to start the season. But it was as good as yeah. it gets, I think. Mm. It, it really yeah. was. Yeah, I guess the kind, of, the, the, um, the kind of reason I wasn't giving it a star to start with was, I guess, it, it from what I remember anyway, it was just kind of the lead battle. There wasn't too much mm. going on outside of it, but... You know, you can't, you can't really. That's not a criticism. You can't say oh, it's just only a fantastic full race battle for the lead. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I, mean, I don't think it's the race of the. Well, actually, is it the race of the year? We'll, we'll find out. We'll, 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 we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. 
because now we're going to move on to the Emilia Romagna made in Italy, Del Emilia made in Italy, Pirelli Grand Prix, whatever it was called. Um, Imola, which was the second race of the season, three weeks after Bahrain, and half an hour before the race started, it started to rain. It rained. Um, had a wet race. Pretty good fun. I enjoyed it. Um, yes. So, are we going to go yeah. straight with grades on this one? Adam, do you have yeah. a grade for Imola? A. A? Yeah. yeah. I think so, an A. And Corfan was just as good, wasn't it? With, what, Norris nearly getting pole and I think only yeah. two temps. <laughs> Bottas getting pole. Ridiculous. Yeah. No, Hamilton yeah. did. Yeah. Hamilton no, Perez. Yeah, no, I was, no, I was thinking right. of Portugal. I'm already oh, already yeah. one step ahead. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah no, race, that was where Bottas was like seventh race. or something, wasn't it? He was, yeah, he was eighth, and it was yeah. the closest grid for the first time since Malaysia 2012, which yeah. was yeah. bonkers, not something we expected um, at the start of the season. Um, I would say, yeah, it's knocked down from an A star mostly by the fact that we were denied a bit of a fight for the lead after sort of half distance mm. when Verstappen sort of romped away. Uh, well, Lewis, but, Lewis messed up. Well, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> his fault, really. Yeah, Lewis messed up. Um, yeah, he did get lucky and all of that kind of stuff. But that kept the race alive, and we got to see Lewis overtaking people rather than just sort of being lapped by well, he, a Ferrari. Um, well, he did what did what everyone else couldn't really in that race, and you know he did. He got lucky in one mm-hmm. sense, but you know it's like. He took um, several to times the season. Yeah, he took what was handed to him and maximised what he could have from that point onwards. So, yes, and at this stage we had Lewis Hamilton in the lead of the championship by one point, based on a fastest lap point um, over Max Verstappen. As we went into Portimao, Portuguese Grand Prix, not one of Adam's favourite. Adam is always a little bit anti-Portimao. Um, <laughs> so we're going to go to Nigel first for this one. What do you think, Nigel? Do you have any positive memories of Portimao? I think it was alright. Well, Hamilton and Verstappen, for the third race in the road, it went wheel to wheel, I think twice. It was first Verstappen overtaking Hamilton on the safety car restart, and then Hamilton brilliant, brilliantly came back down the inside against the pit wall, and then he overtook Verstappen and then overtook Bottas to win the race. And then I think there was some fastest lap drama at the end with Verstappen taking the fastest lap, but then he lost it for track limits, just like he lost pole position for track limits. So it was another... Great race, probably not quite as good as the others, but I'd still give it an A, like a lower A than Imola, but still, still an A. I think for me, I'm going to give it a B because it had those things, like you say, it had that fight at the front, which is really, you know, proper no holds barred racing between three cars at, for for the first half of the race, which I think was very good. And the gap stayed relatively close until the end of the race, but there wasn't that drama for the mm. second half of the race for the second stint it was just kind of there and so that's why i'm rating yeah. it down for that yeah i'm gonna go straight with like an e or something isn't he <laughs> no i'm gonna give it a c though oh that is harsh that is harsh. i know I, I was gonna give it a d but then i thought no that is just my prejudice so i'll give it a c instead mm. care to elaborate on the c not, yeah, the, not just, the C, like a grade, the grade. Yeah, like, just, not, don't I wax don't know. local like a sailor. Didn't find it too exciting, to be honest. I don't, I'm kind of same as same as the last Portuguese Grand Prix, although a bit better. I would have given that one a D. Um, but yeah, we'll go see for this one because, like you say, it did have the um, a couple of good battles between Verstappen and Hamilton. Nice. Okay, moving on to Barcelona. 
where we had Budapest 2019 part two. We had Lewis Hamilton tucked up behind Max Verstappen for the whole race with a lot more pace that he was showing sporadically, but scaring Red Bull with it. And then he scared Red Bull into an early pit stop and then gave himself a potential tyre offset that was going to be max massive, but couldn't get past. And then Mercedes decided to pit and do a little bit of a comeback and take the lead with six laps to go in what was, you know, a bold, bold strategy that worked out and gave Lewis Hamilton his third win of the season. Um, I thought it was great fun. I really enjoyed it. I mean, it was, it was tense. It felt nailed on, but tense at the same time. Yeah. And I really liked that. So I'm going to give it another A. <laughs> Yeah, same. Again. Yeah. yeah, yeah, same. I think it's, it. I don't know if if it was in another season, I might be tempted to say a star, but I think because we've had such a high quality of racing mm. this season, got to be a bit. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I, I think because we've seen it before. We've seen it before. Yeah. I think with the Hungary race in 2019, yeah. I thought that was fantastic, and it was so ridiculous, such a ridiculous strategy then. Because it worked, and we've seen it before, then it became that more. I know it had that sort of oh this again yeah. moment to me, which you yeah, know. yeah. But you know, mm. the strong yeah. game. Yeah, I, I feel we've been spoiled definitely in the first first four races. I mean, they went wheel to wheel in the first four races, didn't they, Halton and and the Stanford. yeah, they did. So, so that was just and I can't think of any other season when the sports top two drivers went wheel to wheel in first four races. I don't, in fact, I don't think it's ever happened. Do Nineteen fifty three. Yeah. Probably no, not for about know. 50, 60 years. No, you're, you're <laughs> I, probably I, right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so it is. So we've been spoiled. Um, yeah, it's just been mm. brilliant. Yeah, at this stage of the season, only two drivers had finished first and second, and that was Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton. Um, and the points standings were Lewis Hamilton in first with 94 points and Max Verstappen in second with 80 points. So it was it was close there, but we were saying at this point, Verstappen needs to win because Hamilton is getting a free pass. Yeah. And roll on the Monaco Grand Prix, where the form book was thrown out of the window because we had pace from Ferrari out of, out of nowhere as a front-running car, really. Um, and what we got was a pole position for Charles Leclerc with none other than championship leader Lewis Hamilton, who had, who had, had his best start to a championship ever, down in seventh place. What, uh, what unfolded? There's, there's, there's an asterisk there. There is the an whole asterisk. position came because as Verstappen and Bottas were both pushing and on science. their final laps of um, Q3, Leclerc um, put it into the wall in uh, section three, sector three of the mm. track, I believe. And that brought out... Um, the flags, yellow flags or red, I can't remember, red. but it, you know, red. It, um, yeah, and no one else was able to able to finish their session, so that was a tense end to it. And what happened the next day was that Leclerc wasn't able to take pole position because he got a DNS because his car was too damaged, and that was that. He wasn't able to. It was a drive shaft, I think. Um, yeah, drive shaft on the other yeah. side of the car to the side that hit the wall. Mm. Yeah, um, so it actually was Verstappen lining up on in second place but the first driver and Bottas upgraded to the front row yeah and lots transpired in that race that I thought was good fun um we had fantastic strategies that worked really nicely with the overcut for Aston Martin for Alpha Tauri for um Sergio Perez in Red Bull 
went from wherever he was, like eighth to fourth. Um, yeah. Landon Norris ended up third. Carlos Sainz ended Bottas up second. Tire with the didn't pace come off for 72 exactly. hours. <laughs> Bottas had one of the longest pit stops ever in Formula One, but was only completed in the factory. And Carlos Sainz kept pace with Max Verstappen, who went on and won the race and put himself in the lead of the championship and put Red Bull in the lead of the championship for the first time since 2013. Um, I really liked Monaco. Um, I, you know, obviously, a lot of people go on and go, oh, it's not a race and that kind of thing. But it was saved by the storylines around it. And the storylines around it just made me really enjoy the afternoon watching it. I'm going to give it a, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I've been overly generous with some of these. That's the thing, because... The only on-track bit was Sebastian Vettel's exit from the pit lane. Well, the, um, the only on-track bit was a replay of Lance Stroll bouncing over. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I am going to say, I'm going to say C for the race, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think I'm going to say C as well. Probably the worst race of the year so far. Maybe. Well, now we know what the bottom grade is. I don't think yeah. it's the worst race of the year so far. Maybe not. Neither yeah. do I. Um, I guess C. I might give it a B, actually. I think for the, especially because it's Monaco and it was a good Monaco Grand Prix, um, mm. which I'm factoring into my grading. Um, so, yeah, I'll give it a B. It was quite, especially the first 20 laps or so, were pretty dull. Um, but like you say, there was, you know, lots going on around it. Uh, McLaren had their golf livery as well. Um, and yeah, so, yeah, give it a B. Yeah, B. B from Adam for Monaco. Um, <clears throat> I think actually, um, just, just for the people with time among you listeners, I think the Monaco Grand Prix Review podcast was one of our best ever episodes, just yeah. in terms of, I think we were really on it, that episode. And if you want to go and look at a showreel, that's there for us. Um, but yeah, moving on to the Azerbaijan. Probably because we just finished our second year, probably. So like, we're all just weirdly <laughs> like yes yeah that's a good point oh, actually, yeah. Yeah. that unless, feels unless ages ago that <laughs> feels yeah. ages ago yeah, yeah i know wow we've had six races podcasts um <laughs> anyway we're going to move on to baku the azerbaijan grand prix um which was in danger of becoming a boring race but mm. wasn't uh nigel give us your baku thoughts mm. Tough one. Uh, well, it, it, you're right, it was boring <coughs> until... Well, first Lance Stroll had his tyre blowout and then Verstappen had his, I think, five, four, five laps to go on the main straight, gave Perez the lead, red flag came out, and then Lewis Hamilton hitting the brake magic, which caused his uh, front brakes to lock up immediately, causing him to go, go down the runoff. He lost loads of places, got no points. Perez won, but only just because... He stopped after the finish line because of a problem. I can't quite remember what it was, but he nearly didn't make the end. But he did to get his first win yeah. in Red Bull. So it was a pretty chaotic and finale. Fernando Alonso had a brilliant restart as well, gaining about seven and, places. And he was joined, Perez was joined on the podium by Vettel and Gasly, which yeah. was, yeah, uh, not something many people thought coming us. We certainly didn't. Mm. Um, yeah. Gasly was in the fight for pole position at the week. Another great bonkers qualifying. Leclerc on pole. Hamilton ended up on the front row, which if you followed the practice for that weekend, but like it wasn't going to happen. Um, yeah. uh, Gasly ended up fourth, I want to say, and could well have got pole in that qualifying session. And basically, really earned that podium for the most part on pace to Gasly, I'd say. Um, because he was up there. He only got overtaken by Vettel, I think, and he overtook Leclerc himself. So 
Hats off well, to Gazi for that. He did have two cars go out in front of him. In yeah, fairness. exactly, exactly. But, but he, but his yeah. pace was fantastic. Is what I'm saying. Mm. Mm. I think as a weekend, it was one of one of the best weekends. But then the race itself, if you think if you think about what you want from a race, it probably lowers it down to a B, even with all the madness for me. So mm. it would be. There are some interesting strategies playing out that I found very interesting. Everyone pisses very early. Um, and there's a lot of sort of, you know, oh my God factor to it. Mm. I kind of want to give it like an A slash B. I'm going to say them allowed <laughs> to do that. A slash B. I'm not sure. I feel I'm, I'm kind of on the BC line. Ooh. Because like, mm. you know, if, if you kind of take out the stuff at the end, which you know, I guess you could say for most races, but you know, it was it was it was the bad quite, bits or the good bits. Yeah, it, it wasn't like amazing before that, and even that was formed caused through a tire failure, not kind of you know through an incredible overtake or you know. Mm. So, um, I will give it a C. Okay, we're going to move on to what we thought was going to be the worst Grand Prix of the year. Are we going to give an F to the French Grand Prix? I don't think so. I think it was very good fun. Adam, we do, then it will just be the wrench Grand Prix. But, you know, oh, that's we'll a good point, it. actually. So yeah. we can't. Um, but mm. equally, it's quite difficult. If we give it an E or a C, that also takes letters out of it. So, cranky on a tightrope here. Um, yes. I'm going to go straight out there and give the French Grand Prix an A. Because I agree. I really enjoyed it. And it was really fun. <laughs> I'm going to give it an A star. Just oh, like, did yay. I give Bahrain an A star as well? Yeah, you, yeah, did. you did. Yeah, because I think the it's kind like of similar. Shock factor. I think it's similar, if not even better, because Bottas was there as well, and you had at one point you had Verstappen and both Mercedes cars right on his tail for a good five to ten laps, and then Red Bull did what Mercedes did in Spain, and I, it it twisted and turned for for the final fifteen laps or so. Mm -hmm. At one point, it looked like oh, he's going to definitely do it. Then, when Hamilton was in traffic and wasn't in traffic, it chopped and changed, and then Verstappen got it done with less than two laps to go. And Perez was not too far behind as well. So mm. it was a fantastic race long battle, and the, the pit lane, the pit stop sequence as well, when Verstappen jumped out, and that was amazing. So yeah. I think for me, the, it was the best race of the year so far. Just if I had to, do I, I, I wouldn't say that, but um, I think I think mm. what um kind of separates it from Bahrain and the reason I gave Bahrain a star and France not, um, it's just kind of at the end. It was like once Verstappen actually caught up with Hamilton, then he passed him, and that was kind of it. Whereas Bahrain, you had a you had like a kind of longer. Um, bit at the end where they both running close and obviously Verstappen passed him off the track and then had to go back. So, mm. yeah, I think that's just what pushes yeah, um, that. Bahrain above and France down to the A. But it's it most unexpected race of the year by far for me. Mm. Big fun. And um, yeah, there's a really, really enjoyable race at Paul Ricard. Well, but um, most unexpected positive race of the year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And we're going to move on to the first of the two Rebel Ring rounds, the Steering Grand Prix, which, um, I don't know. Did, it, did we do you think the Austria rounds were a little let down? I'm giving them both B because I can't really remember, like, what. <laughs> I can't remember. Well, I'm like, going with, straight in with a D for Styria. Um, 
that was the race where we just where all I can remember happening was um, Perez nearly overtaking Bottas at the end, and that was it. That was the Grand Prix. So well, that's the same Grand Prix getting a D. I'm, I'm giving a D as well, I think, because I can't remember much, and that's not a good thing. <laughs> I think I don't know. From what I remember, I kind of I enjoyed them. Like I, you know, I kind of enjoyed watching them. I won't remember them, but I like did enjoy watching them, which is why I'm giving them a B. Even if uh, I can't remember much about either of them. Wow. Yeah. Oh, for both of them, for Syria and Austria. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Nigel, what are you doing for the Austrian Grand Prix then? I, I think the, the Austria with... was a little bit better, so I'm going to give it a C. But yes, not. I'm going I mean, it wasn't that much better, but it was a little bit better. With was that the one when there was turn one drama with Leclerc and. As it was at Styria. <laughs> that was Styria. Um, oh, the that one with Styria. Lando Norris. Well, um, holding <laughs> yeah, Norris. Off, um, Mercedes, basically asked, yeah. fighting the Mercedes for the whole race, which I thought was very fun. Um, but was also just kind of like there. Um, it, 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 it kind of had actually, like, kind of, yeah. So I'm giving that a C. Um, and yeah. Mm, so actually, gonna... I might, I think I'll downgrade Styria to a C. I'll go CB. I think Styria cool. was prob- probably the worst race of the year so far. I thought to choose. Yeah. Not really yeah, I remember it just being a bit, a bit tedious when, when you have like so many good fights to the front, and this one is just, yeah. just up and building a gap every lap, every yeah, lap. No, every no, lap. not every race can be great, can it? I'm no, sorry. exactly. No, that's exactly. why Portugal's on the calendar. Um, but, <laughs> um, and we're going to move on to the British Grand Prix, uh, which obviously had I'm pronouncing a it in a point. British accent either. A British Grand British Grand Pricks. Um, that's which had... me and Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, I'll take that. Um, obviously, had a focal point, which was lap one. Um, but I think following that, it was a very interesting race with Hamilton closing in on Leclerc late on and on Bottas as well, actually, to be fair. Um, and I think, yeah, for, for just kind of like the drama of it, I'm going to give that an A for the British Grand Prix. I'm going to go all out and say it was an A star. Of course you would. All right. <laughs> I, you know, I just, I, I think everything kind of the, just every everything around it, the full crowd definitely helped. The I really enjoyed the Friday qualifying, as I said before. Um, mm. And yeah, you know, the race itself, it's it was just so drama filled. It was the most drama filled race of the season, I think. And, you know, a few seasons probably, probably as well so you know it's it's i probably wouldn't be saying that if, if Verstappen had won and Hamilton had crashed out but that's why it's my rating so you know I, I do I think for you're admitting all of you the, buy a straight well, away well, yeah well you know it's, I'm you know I'm not gonna you know that but it is it's my ratings and it's that's you know part of my subjectively I would give it an A star but not just because of that not you know it's just you know, it, it, I'm not just saying that because Hamilton won and got pole and, well, not didn't get pole. Sounds but, like you are, um, No, it's <laughs> not. I, I'd still give it a high A. And, you know, but if... I'd, yeah. I'd give it a high A regardless, but, you know, I just think subjectively with all the factors, particularly the crowd in an incredible first lap battle, you know, I'm going to give it an A star and that's fine. I mean, we've, we've all got biases in this, but, you know... You, you defended it well. Or, or you not. defended it well. Don't worry. You've defended it well. And if you want to carry on defending it, because, yeah, you went on for ages with that. Um, yeah. Nigel? <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it an A. I'm, I yeah, think, of course you would. 
No, because I prefer typical Dutch fan. I prefer a battle. If I was a Dutch fan, if Verstappen had won that, he'd be giving it an A star. We all know that. (laughs) No, because I don't like it when drivers, when the top two drivers crash out, or one of the top two drivers crash out. So, yeah, an A. Cool. Right. Um, Moving on to the races, the race which is the race that I think had probably the most drama of the season, the Hungarian Grand Prix. and I don't know, I, I, I'm kind of feeling, I'm giving it an A star. Um, I think it was great. I really enjoyed it. And just you'd look at the leaderboard and see, oh, Ocon's in P1. And you'd be like, ah, and all of that for the whole thing. And that's, I kind of haven't had a Grand Prix for a long time, really, where I've watched for the whole thing and it's been sort of grinning. And I had that at the Hungarian Grand Prix. So I'm giving that an A star. Oh, you, you've got to give it an A star. Like, if... Yeah. if I'd, I'd give this is the only race of the season where I give it a nine, which in England is like the new um, system where you've got eight, you've got a grade one to nine, nine being the highest, and eight to nine are A stars, but nine's like an extra A star, if you get what I mean. Um, and this is the only race A-star that I put star. that. There was just everything. There was the, um, at the start, there was the chaos at turn one. There was the race, com- the rain coming before the start. Then there was the chaos and the red flag. Then there was the absurd. Um, start restart after the after the red flag with just Hamilton taking the start and everything everyone else pitting um, him pitting the next like Ocon taking the lead and Russell going into second or um, net second before it looked like he got an issue and then he didn't but yeah he was out but Williams still got points and there was that and there was Verstappen completing a race with half a car as his engineer said Hamilton coming all the way through on uh, a you know, looking like he was out of it and then coming back, but a fantastic, fantastic battle with Alonso that we waxed lyrical about last week. Yeah, I think the only negative is um, Vettel not um, getting his podium, which felt like it was deserved and would have been liked, especially after his LGBTQ plus um, stance over the race weekends. You know, I think that's really the only negative for me. And, you know, I understand completely why they did it, but looking back, that's literally it. Everything else was just completely fantastic. And yeah, that's why it's a, a star and as many stars I would be able to give it in this exercise, which is one. So I have. <laughs> Nigel, Absolutely. do you have anything to, left to say? Well, a star Ever. for me as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. That, that, yeah that's bye, Nigel. Uh, Adam and I will carry on the podcast. Uh, absolutely. Adam's, Adam's absolutely correct on, on everything there. It was absolutely fantastic. It has to be an A star with, with all of the drama, and it was a perfect race in a way to kind of round out the amazing first half of the season. So many great, great races, and I think if you put most of the races races in any other season or most of the seasons, they would be like top three race of the whole year. And yet we yeah. still got twelve more to go, so it's absolutely been a classic season of Formula One. Mm. Yeah, we, we started with an A-star. We've ended going to the summer break with an A-star from all of us as well. Um, I think, yeah, 2021 is a ridiculous Formula 1 season that we have so far been having an absolute ball with. Not halfway through yet. When we get to whatever, I don't know, well, lap 22 of the Belgian Grand Prix, <laughs> we'll be halfway through. Um, depending on what happens with... Uh, the calendar and whatnot. Will we get a Texas Grand Prix as well as the United States Grand Prix? Probably. Um, will we get a Sao Paulo Grand Prix? No one knows. So we'll have to wait and see. And we're going in blind. I mean, but why yeah. not? 
I think just just on this, like when I was thinking about this before we started recording, and I was kind of going through in my head, and I was thinking, like, am I being too generous? Am I kind of giving too many high grades? And then mm-hmm. I was looking at like the 2020 season and thinking, you know, there'd be better just a handful of races that would be a star or a over the whole of that season so you know i do i do just think it's been that good a season obviously with the title fight is a massive part of that we've had new race winner um and you know yeah. new podiums as well and yeah it's it, it just really has been that good like I, I, I don't think we're kind of over you know and we're i mean you know, Freddie gets carried away, but we are still, you know, we're not just complete optimists about F1, you know, so I, yeah. I think that is a genuinely, um, yeah, fair review yeah. of the And even, even the off the track, there's been con- controversy between Red Bull and Mercedes mm. as well. When we've yeah. really talked about the, the Sundays, the Sundays of what's happened. So it's mm. just had everything you could ask for, really. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So now I'm moving on to part two of this. Um, mid-season report we were going to rate all the drivers in a similar way um <laughs> i think we might need to rattle through this one a little bit quicker because there are 20 drivers to get through thankfully you haven't had any random call-ups we need to add like a 21st driver in there um <laughs> and thankfully for the drivers actually as well um but yeah we're going to go in reverse championship order so that means we're going to start with uh, everyone's favorite russian american team has you're alkali Yes, if one team. Um, so, right, let's go straight in there. Nikita Mazepin. Nigel, great him for me. Please. I mean, he's going to get the lowest one. It's got to be an E. I thought we were doing F as the lowest. So the lowest one that I'm going to give. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't, yeah, it's not been that bad to give an F, but he's not I'm, been great. <laughs> I'm going to give him an F. Because he shouldn't be on the grid in the first place, oh, and yeah. I still think that, and he's not done anything to convince me otherwise. And you know, I guess the best you can say is that he's finished most of his races, or he's bookended it with two retirements. But yeah, it's, you know, just F. It's not. not I'm good. giving you an F because he's done one good thing, and it was a good overtake at Silverstone. Um, that's one good thing, not enough, really. <laughs> um, um, cool, Nick Schumacher. Has he is has that, he lived up to the hype? A star. If we, if we could grade this into team rivalry, I'd actually put it quite high. It's, like, <laughs> it's more entertaining than anything in the worst team on the grid deserves to be. Um, oh, it's difficult to judge, which is why I'm going to let one of you go first. I'm going to give him a C. I think he's been solid, and I yeah. don't often use that word, but there's nothing. I don't think he's impressed, but it's he's done liquid. his job by beating Mazepin by quite a bit in most races. So, C for me. Yeah, I'm going to say C, because the competition hasn't been there really. Mm. Um, But he's performed very well, and he has um, only once, I think, finished behind Mazepin, which which wasn't because of an issue, and that was Silverstone. Mm. Um, And that was just because the tyres anyway. Engine in Monaco meant that he had to drop back, and he's still caught up with him. Um, So, yeah. (laughs) I think Mick has done a very good job and yeah, well done Mick. C from Nigel and Freddie. Is Adam going to go onto the C train? Yeah, it's middling. Yeah, yeah, it really is. I mean, we, we need to kind of wait and see for Mick Schumacher, really. Um, now we're going but, to you know, on... 
you know, coming in, it's like, you know, I'd say that's that's fine. You know, if he come in and yeah. had a, you know, well, I'm sure he, you know, has got high goals because all drivers yeah. do. But, you know, I think for most people, if you'd offer them this season, especially the hype he had coming in, I think they take that. So, you know, I don't think it's a bad thing, especially for, you know, the driver that he is and, um, you know, being a Schumacher, I think that's fine. Yeah. Um, another driver who has a lot of hype is Kimi Raikkonen, um, Alfa Romeo driver, 2007 world champion, most experienced driver in Formula One, um, outqualified 7-4 by Antonio Giovinazzi, I want to say. Um, way out season, do we think? Mm. It's been good value on Grow the Grid. Good entertainment value. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, Raikkonen, I think some of his best drives have gone under the radar and not everything's been his fault because the Alpha Romeo strategy has been pretty terrible at times. But I think it is going to be another C. Because I don't think he's... He's clearly well past his peak and has been for some time and he's not shown anything this year that, that he's going to return somewhere near that form. <laughs> Last season, that's another question, I think. But C for me. Yeah, I'm saying C. I think that phrase you mentioned there, Adam, middling, is all I can really think of now. And being outperformed by Antonio Giovinazzi is, I don't know, C-stroke D, really. C-rom. I'll give him a D. Yeah. It, you know, it, it, it's on the borderline, but I guess maybe his, yeah, it's just, yeah, being outperformed by Giovinazzi isn't fantastic. And yeah, I'm pushing him down. Moving on to Giovinazzi. I'm going to I give him a definite C. Yeah. I, I don't think he has been outperformed by Giovinazzi. I think they've been pretty equal. So I'm going to give him a C as well. Just, yeah, I don't think one's been better than the other, which isn't great for Giovinazzi because, as we've talked about in the past, he yeah. really should be beating someone who's, what, 42 years old, Washed 41 up. years old now. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll go C as well for the same. Reason really, except I think he's been a bit better. What about Nicholas Latifi, Williams' highest point scorer since 2017? Um, I think I can't remember how many Lance Stroll got in 2018. Might might have got more, so might not be the case. Um, but he's obviously the best driver there. <laughs> wow. Adam, drop your Latifi bombshell. Ghosty bomb. See. I like it's obviously a bit difficult to kind of compare with Russell. He had a good, I was tempted to go B just because he had a good Hungary. Um, but I, d I don't really think you can justify that, so I'll go C again. I'm gonna go D. I, I don't think he's any better than the two alpha drivers, uh, even with that one result in Hungary. And as, as you both know, one, one, one great race doesn't do enough for me, you got to do it consistently. And I think, I think he's too far off the pace too much he's, he's well over half a second off the pace in over one lap so and that, that's not good enough didn't you give the alpha driver the C yes so he's giving him a D oh I thought you said that you thought they was he was the same as the I don't think he's been what did I say did I say that I thought you said, yeah. I thought you said that he was, wasn't as good as Ben yeah, I but I might be wrong. Who knows? Well, if that's yeah. what you think, Either that's way. why it's a D. That's why I'm going D. Um, you look at, I mean, we have got a, a very, very good driver in the other side of the garage, George Russell. But 
George Russell's only Q1 exit was the Hungarian Grand Prix and, George, and Nicholas Atifi's only Q2 exit, I think. I can't remember which race it was, but I think he's only done it once. So yeah. I think it might be in Imola. Um, so is that kind of thing. It's the gap to his teammate is just too big and the signs of improvement haven't really come through so much. I mean, he's more comfortable and he's apparently very, very clever with the team and knows what to ask for and things like that. And it's helping the team in that regard, but it's just the track performances have been lacking, which is, and that's where it matters. Um, George Russell is the driver on the other side, the garage for Williams. He's finally broken his duck and got points. But I think, I don't know, there's been a lot of missed opportunities for George this year. Mm. I'd say Silverstone, he just went back. Uh, big crash at Imola. Imola. He was on the points there as well. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so where are we saying? I think Nigel's going to go with something harsh. No, I'm going to give him a name. He's turned He's overrated. Like, he, no, he, I mean, him and Norris are the he, two drivers that have kind of turned my head in a good way this year. I, I really oh. think they have both stepped up <laughs> a lot. So, yeah, my Nigel Stan is, is just, and <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but I, I, I think an A. It's just because so, I think he's been unfortunate as well. In, in Austria, he had a problem when he was on course for points. And some of his qualifying performances have been outstanding, just like Leclerc last year when I thought Leclerc was phenomenal. And I think Russell has done a similar thing so far. Yes, not all of his races have been great, but I think the way he's driving, I think he's, he's shown every sign that that you know Mercedes are going to have a very strong driver lineup next year if on when it gets confirmed. Yeah, his qualifying uh, yeah. does it. Yeah, I mean, I I heard some quote that um, Napoleon would ask when he was uh, making a new general. Then he'd ask them, "Are you lucky?" And that's really the only quality that seems to be lacking from Russell. <laughs> to be honest, is his luck, um, because you know there have been missed opportunities, but they downgrade it from an A star to an A. Really, there's not. You know, there's not much more he can be doing that's in his control. Um, He's putting so, himself in the position yeah. for his opportunities with exceptional qualifying. And, yeah. you know, he's taking the opportunities. He's not sitting around going, what, 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 what? He's like, he's seeing a green light in a pit lane and he just drives past everyone like he does in Hungary. And just like, you know what, maybe I can get into second place here. And he goes for it and fair play. He's like, well, I may as well <laughs> take a chance. And that's the kind of driver Russell is. He's Always on it, so yeah. That's and, and a I think one last a point from us. One last point is that it's easier to impress, or it's a lot harder to impress in in a race over a race distance compared to qualifying. I think when when you're in a car that's not great, like Ferrari last year, you can stand out more over one, one lap, and it's nearly well, not impossible, but it's just a lot more difficult. So I think he's he's doing all the right things. Yeah, mm. I, I agree with that. Adam doesn't. I, I don't know if I do, but I don't feel like we've got enough time to discuss <laughs> yeah. it. And I don't think it's really worth it. So let's Next move time. on. We don't, because we've got the pressing matter of Lance Stroll's grade. Um, started off the season well, was a match with Sebastian Vettel in his new, as Sebastian Vettel came into his new team. But I think really Vettel's kind of come in and now has sort of surpassed him. Um, he's had a few good drives. I think Austria is a very good drive. He got eighth place, I think, there. Um, but I think, yeah. Oh. I don't really know. I mean, he's, he's driving good. That's about mm. it, really. He's, he's not stepped up to another level. He's 
sort of carried on at that sort of like, like end of last year where he was sort of always sort of eighth or ninth and Perez was fourth or fifth. It's that kind of vibe still. And he's just sort of lacking the extra bit that his teammates got, which sort of puts me on a... A. Oh, on A. <laughs> yeah, not on an A. I'm trying to think. Oh, a C stroke D again. C forward slash D. I don't really know which. I'll come I, down I on one. I think C. I think C because I think he has... Well, he's not really improved, and I never, I've never really rated him. <laughs> so, we know. I just think this is this is his peak, and I think his peak is a is a pretty average F one driver, and sees hmm. average. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's where I'm leaning. Adam, do you have any any big revelations about Lance? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, of course. I, I think he was he was unlucky. <laughs> Actually, no, it's his fault, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> his back in time blowout was unlucky because he was having a race down. I was about to say um, he was unlucky in Hungary because in the wet he could have like got a good result there, but it was his fault oh. for crashing, so <laughs> yeah. that's gone out <laughs> the window. Um, it was a worse error than Bottas. Yeah, so, um, well, not if you look on the internet, it isn't. Um, but, <laughs> no. but, yeah, I mean, that's a tip. I think I'll go C. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're also, you know, fairly average F1 driver. Um, mm. And do we think Sebastian Vettel's a fairly average F1 driver? I'm, I think because of the narrative this season, I'm going to go a fair bit higher. Well, I, I'm kind of not sure, kind of on the borderline of A and B, just because like his end at Ferrari was so bad and he just seemed to kind of yeah yeah, reinvented himself for Aston so I think kind of for him it has probably been I don't know maybe even an A A quality season but while I'm deliberating on that I'll let one of you go well I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm leaning similarly because he came into the season you know everyone had kind of their struggles in new cars Alonso um, Vettel and Sainz really we're all doing you know sort of getting up to speed and you look at Alonso, Vettel and Sainz and they've got up to speed and have at times surpassed. Now Vettel is basically continuously surpassing his teammate. And I look at that and think, yeah, that's really good. And he's had some stunning drives, Monaco, Baku, Hungary, um, all very, very good drives. Um, so, yeah, I'm leaning towards oh, an A on that. If we're giving Stroll a C, I'm going to an A for Vettel. I'm going to give him an A as well. I, I think it's a B because after the first three or four races, he was very poor. And yeah, point. Bahrain was terrible. You know, he, he was gonna he wasn't improving from last year. And I think I don't think we can forget forget how bad he was because he was behind the straw by quite a bit, making silly mistakes. Uh so I kind of think it's kind of that short term, like recent memory thing where people remember but the most I'm... recent races and how good he was. So I think they're gone. That's but I, I mean, on, on, on the flip side, it, to me, that does, you know, it, you're right, we can't forget that. And, you know, he was pointless in his first four races. But th- to then kind of just be able to turn that around, I think, kind of adds more to it than if he'd gone away over the off-season and then come in and kind of had that fresh start and gone and just been kind of where he is now. I think, you know, I, I get what you're saying as well, but I think that adds more as well to the turnarounds yeah. Um, and the comeback that he has had that it's been mid-season and that he has just kind of had to dig himself out of the hole at Aston Martin 
So, yeah, but, you know, that's, I that's get where you're from. That's a good point. But I also don't think that he's... A stroll is able to match him quite often, I feel, on, on raw pace. I don't think Vettel is kind of beating him how I thought he would, if that makes sense. So, I, yeah. think, I think he gets a B for me. For mm. that. I think he's, he's still a question the latter half that I'll give. Mm. No, still... sorry, lowest day, lowest day that I'll give. Yeah. There's still question marks for the latter half of the season for this grade, I'd say, then. Um, there's definitely a part two to come to see how, if Vettel can get any more above Stroll or so on, or if Stroll can keep at yeah. a level with Vettel. And that would probably be answered um, in December. Um, who knows? Um, maybe Hopefully we'll do December. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll be answered in, in September when the season just ends um, after the Belgian Grand Prix. Um, now, guys, have you got your tickets for the hype train? Because it's time to talk about Yuki Tsunoda. Hurrah! He's got to be an A star. Surely he's the best driver ever. Or was he just okay in Bahrain? And we've got to got to remember that. Yeah, I I don't know. I kind of I don't know whether to give him a bit more leeway because he's a rookie. Um, but um, I don't. I, I don't think like I can. I don't really. I don't feel like I can grade him the same as Schumacher. So for that reason, I'll go D. Yeah, I think D as well. Too many mistakes, uh, and and we talked about this quite often. He's been a bit better more recently. Uh, I think I think he's kind of backed off because, or maybe he hasn't. But I think he's backed off because he's not quite on the pace as Gasly as he was earlier in the year. So he's maybe been a bit more conservative. He's talked about changing his approach with his driving as well to try and maybe uh, limit those errors, but he's made far too many crucial mistakes at crucial times as well during, uh, on Saturdays. Yeah, Saturdays. And, and also that kind of, if, if he's taking that approach of backing off a bit, like that's not good. Like it's kind of just making him more ineffective. So like he's not, um, you know, he's not kind of making as many high profile mistakes, but he's, you know, not performing to, the level that he can do pace-wise. So it's not, yeah. you know, certainly not a long-term fix. I think and, he wants to ease himself in, perhaps. Yeah. he's made so many mistakes and then try and build up, uh, mm. perhaps. So, yeah. yeah. That's fair. Yeah, I'm D as well. Um, has had has shown promise, but has shown that promise when he's going the wrong way and that kind of thing. <laughs> um, Hungary so, felt like maybe an opportunity miss. Well, like, you know, I understand why he didn't make more of it, but, you know, it felt like if I think that, you 11, know, that was... I think the driver we're going to speak about now, Pierre Gasly, proves that everything's really been an opportunity missed for Alpha Tauri. Because not as what Azerbaijan. Gasly, not Azerbaijan, but um, for, from Sonoda's side of the garage, I think if you had, um, if you look at, like, what's Gasly, what's the stat that came out? Uh, top six qualifying in, like, 10 out of 11 races, something like that? I don't know if I'm that completely yeah. wrong, but... It's ridiculous from Gasly this year. I think he's been, for me, one of the drivers of the season. And, oh, I don't know whether to give him my first <laughs> A star of the people. I'm going to give him an A star. Oh, nice. So I want so you, to, really. You're kind of saying that he's been like top three, top four driver of the season there, it seems. Yeah, it seems like I am, yeah. Yeah, I can I can see that I, I, I really can because I think yeah I, think I know I've just done it mate very impressive I mean he was excellent last year and he's been just as good this year he, he really mm. has turned things around unbelievably well uh, and he's made Sonoda 
like obviously Sonoda's a rookie, but he's, he's made him truly look like a proper rookie, if that makes sense. Like Sonoda hasn't come in and, and taken any momentum or, or whatever. And I think Gasly has been great, but I think it's an A. I don't think it's quite an A star for me. Yeah, I'm torn. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go an A. AA. Accident and emergency, whatever it is. It, it's kind of. Right. I, I think that I think my my dilemma here is I feel like dilemma. this will set the tone for a few more drivers who are kind of on the borderline. So I'm kind of just not sure which way. To... Yeah, I think for me, there's a few drivers I would like That's a good point. That's a good point because that means I'm now going to give a lot of A stars. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So I'm going to stick with A. Uh, you can do that, Freddie. If you're a nice unlike our GCSE and A level markers. Well, I'm just trying to think plus, of a mistake which... Gasly's done. Did, and all I can think do... of is Bahrain. Is um, A pluses in, in America? Or is that just like a movie thing? I don't know. Um, or like an yeah. A and a half. Well, I, I know star. it's just like a general, like A plus or A minus and stuff. So, no, no, that's blood types. I think anyway. he's had some performances that have been absolutely phenomenal. So it's just like I don't know. There's been a few opportunities, isn't there? Yeah. I mean, he was hey. lucky in Austria. I'm, I'm as sticking well, with it. When he got hit by the cruise. I'm locking myself in. Hey. Figuratively, I can still get out if I want to. Yeah. Is that my that's first a, a for a driver? Uh, Russell. No. Oh yeah, Russell. Yeah, yeah. Russell. Mazepin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah Mazepin. A, a for asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, Daniel Ricciardo. I gave him an F for no. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Ricciardo. Is this going to be oh. a very, very, very low grade? <laughs> yeah. I'm going E. I'm going E. Because somehow he's got fifty points out of that car. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'll agree. I think, I think even though we know how much, I think he's really underperforming, which he is. That's that, that's a fact. Uh, I don't think he's been worse than Mazepin. I don't think he's been as bad as Mazepin just because he's not. Uh, so I think a D. We know how bad he's been. Can he turn it round? I don't think so. I think he's fortunate that there's going to be some big rule changes changes next year, which might help that. him. Which might help him because I think psychologically, I think he's gone. I don't. He doesn't know where the time is, how to gain that time, or or how to do it. And I think he's in very big trouble. And there's going to be a pretty long season for him. I, yeah, it's I think like that's the thing. And for for me, you know, it's kind of. I don't think he's been, for example, any worse than Sonoda. But you know, just his stature yeah. coming in, is it kind yeah. of felt like he was coming in as the final piece in the McLaren puzzle, as a kind of upgraded science. Um, and he's just absolutely not been that. And I think kind of he's lucky in a way that, well, pro- probably it probably didn't help him much. But in terms of kind of the publicity around McLaren, he's lucky in a way that Norris is doing so well and carrying yeah. the team. Because, yeah, if they've both been performing, then it wouldn't have been a great year for McLaren. Um, you and know, the blame so, would have laid on him for that. And it still yeah, does, so, really. Um, yeah, so, so the stat. the stature of him coming into the team versus how he's performed, it's, it's a knee for me. Yeah, definitely based for me, like you said, Nigel, the fact that it seems like it's a it's a dead end. Yeah. And there's there's no way out. And I don't know. I mean, 
I don't know how much we can look at that technically, but technically there's pace in the car and as a driver that can't be extracted and that puts the grade way down for me. Um, and the thing is, there's no, def- last last point, there's, there's no defence or no excuses for these performances because mm-hmm. Fernando Alonso, he had two years out or two and a half years out and he managed to turn things around after a few bad races. Ricardo's been in F1 for 10 years now. So there's yeah. no defence for it. I just don't see how anyone can defend Ricardo's mm. performance. I mean, to be fair, he doesn't seem to be kind of taking it badly. You know, he just kind of seems, mm. you know, he seems, he seems like he's under the weather, but he's not like lashing out or, you know, trying to shift the blame. It doesn't feel like to yeah. me anyway. Yeah. You know, I think he, he is kind of taking it as well as he can in that situation, but he does look pretty beat up, which is it's a shame to see mm. really because uh, mm. Ricardo, when he's wet, doing well, is like one of the best, you know, ambassadors for F1 on and off the track. Yeah, so. definitely, definitely. And it's, I don't know, we all thought it was going to be brilliant, but, you know, I think we, we all want next year to go well for him. So, and hopefully with with, it, with some input off from his mind about how he wants to drive a car, that will help them. Um, but might they just settle with the number one in the team, Lando Norris? Three podiums this year, still third in the championship. Um, could have extended that if he hadn't been wiped out by um, a certain Valtteri Bottas, Valtteri Bottas in um, the Hungarian Grand Prix. Um, where are we ranking Lando? It's a good job we've not got T's as great because otherwise he'd be really struggling this episode. Um, yeah, a star, it's like you know, like, like Hungary is a slam dunk a star race. Lando's performance has been slammed on case star. He's been um, fantastic in qualifying and even better in the race. He's been mixing it with the Red Bulls and Mercedes when really he has no right to be doing <laughs> that, you'd think. Um, yeah, he's been really kind of pit stops and general bad luck are the only things holding him back from getting a few more podiums in uh, Britain and one of the Austria races um, off the top of my head. So, and I guess Hungary, like you said. So, yeah, he's been you know, in terms of pure pace and wheels to wheel, he's been incredible. A star. Yeah. A star has to be it. Adam summed it up perfectly for me. Yeah. Yeah, has to be A star. I agree. Um Carlos Sainz. We were talking about him earlier in the year as probably the best of the team switches. Um Adam had a very happy moment when he realized he's ahead of Leclerc in the championship. So <laughs> I'm very happy. I feel like that's yeah. setting the baseline quite low. Very happy. Running around this room when he found out. I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> Adam was happy. So, um, Adam, what's that happiness resulted in? A difficult just decision. A, just a because star, not even an A on, star. That's a star. Kind of gut, gut reaction, I would have said he's less than Leclerc, but. And this was kind of my issue with Gasly, is I felt like if I gave Gasly an A-star, I'd need to give both Ferrari drivers an A-star. And I didn't want to do that. So, <laughs> but I'm, oh, I don't know. I've, I'm really torn. All right, we'll I'll go to Nigel star. quickly. I'd, and I'd actually, no, I'll, I'll come in. I think I might go A-star just because of the way he's come into the team and I think a lot of us thought it might be a bit of a death wish going in there um, especially the step back they made last year in terms of constructors so I think with all that I'll give him an A star Nigel you said A? Yeah I think A just because I think it's been pretty split between him and Leclerc and I don't think I don't think Leclerc has been as impressive as last year and as we'll talk as I'll 
talk about in a minute. And I think Sides, he's doing absolutely, absolutely brilliantly, but I don't think he's quite as good as Norris so far anyway. But nevertheless, he's been excellent this year. Yeah, that's the same as me. I'm going A for Carlos. Actually, yeah, I think what thinking about it a bit more and hearing both of your thought processes has convinced me to downgrade it to an A. So sorry, Carlos, but yeah. still been a fantastic season and certainly exceeded my expectations. Yeah. Carlos Sands A. Um, Carlos I'm going to give Charlotte Clerk an A as well because Nigel alluded to a few things there in his Carlos Science testimonial and I kind of feel um, yeah, there's been some brilliant peaks but there's been some you know, average bits as well. Like when it's gone badly, like yeah, when France, when France with the tires, um, science coped way better with that than Leclerc did. Leclerc ended up what 16th in that race and that kind of thing. Um, but then you've also had the fact that he was um on pole in Baku and that he nearly won the race in Silverstone, which is just ridiculous performances. So you've got some great bits, but you've got it inconsistently, which is well, you know, he's only in his his fourth full season in F1, let's remember. So that's kind of fair. But yeah, that's an it's an A performance of a season for me. Hopefully he can do more of the A star level drives because he's done some. Hopefully he can do a few more of them over the second half of the season. Because he's got it in him. Yeah, that's what I that's what I forgot to say about Norris. With Norris, I can't think about I can't think of many mistakes he's made throughout the three years in F1 was with Leclerc. Even with Verstappen in his first few years, they made a lot of mistakes, and Norris hasn't done that. Uh, so yeah, but Leclerc gets an A from me as well. I think he's been slightly better than Science if I had to choose, but not that much better to get a higher grade. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree. I think if he'd turned the Monaco and British Grand Prix um, positions into wins, he'd be an A star, and it really, you know, he really wasn't far away from doing that. Um, to be honest, but he didn't. So, yeah, I'll go an A. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I don't know, do we um sort of think that in years to come, like with science being as he is, do we think in years to come, science and Leclerc could be very, very evenly matched and would be fighting for head honcho at Ferrari maybe in 2022? I so. I mean, I think they've got the best driver lineup on the grid. I think I thought Red Bull before the season, but I think Ferrari, without a doubt, have the best two driver have the best driver pairing not Alfa Romeo right now. <laughs> yeah not Alfa yeah. Romeo yeah um, I I don't think so I think Leclerc will always have that but you know I think it's I can see why you say it and I wouldn't be surprised if that does happen but I don't think it will I'm enjoying them both doing well I really like them both so I'm hoping yeah, yeah, yeah. they have a good second half of the season um, and third in the championship is very good for Ferrari I don't think we would would have said that at the yeah. start of the season. Um, so, right, for the fourth the fourth driver of the top three teams, we're going to go Sergio Perez, top two teams even. Sergio Perez. What do we think? I don't know. I, 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 I can kick off this. I think I'm going to go B because I think he's tailed off a bit in the last couple of races, but he has... I think he was integral in the French Grand Prix win for yes. Red Bull in terms of strategy they were able to do there. Um, he picked up the win in Baku when it all went pear-shaped for um, Hamilton and the staff. So, yeah. I was originally going to go for C, but do I go B? 
Uh, I'm going to go B, but it's a low B. Uh, and I think I think he's definitely shown more than Albon and Gasly did at Red Bull. He, he's shown that he can do it. He even beat Verstappen in qualifying at Imola, which was remarkable, yeah. considering the nature of Imola and how tough a circuit it is. And it was only his second race as well. So I think he's definitely got the potential to be what Red Bull need, which Gasly and Albon didn't be have during what Red the Bull need. times. <laughs> yeah. Red Bull so, need. Well, he, we'll he, wait he, and see. <laughs> he, definitely has to, he definitely has to improve, though, from the last three races because he's not been good enough. But I think he's shown more than enough potential on pure pace to be to help Red Bull to the championship, I think. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I Freddie, agree you're giving him a... B. Um, uh, <laughs> um, he's, he's he getting a star B. performance from him at <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> Go away. Um, he's um, he's he's helped Red Bull in the championship fight, the which is really good. Um, you got to get an L grade, mate. Um, and no W's for you too. He's got he helped he's helped them in the championship fight, which is great. Which is something that Albon and. Gasly couldn't do really because that car should really in at least definitely 2019 should have been second in the championship and it wasn't um so I think yeah the fact that they've only just relinquished the lead of the constructors standings I think is very good um but yeah Nigel's right with what he says needs to do better the, the next the big, next 12 races yeah the, the big test will be the pressure in the second half of the season I don't think he I don't think he's felt the pressure yet, but I think with the championship, the way it's happened, the way it's panned out, with the tension being right up there between Mercedes and Red Bull, the next 12 races will be a big test to see if he's if he can be in the fight. Yeah, I yes. think British Grand Prix is probably a big miss for Perez. Really, he you know should have. I know Leclerc qualified him, but you know he should have been um, there fighting for the win, and it was that mistake in the sprint race that really really hampered his weekend which was his fault so we can't you know kind of it's not a diddums for him but that feels like a big nearly moment where that's the know, first if, time if he, someone's used the worst diddums in this podcast if, if he won <laughs> then I think I would just, if he won then i think i'd be probably give him an a or i'd be you know a lot more solid b yeah. anyway so yeah. yeah that's a tough one for him yeah um I'm interested to find out your grades for the next guy, which is Valtteri Bottas. Who's going to kick off? I, I'm interested to find out my grade for Bottas as well. Mm-hmm. All right, that means Nigel's kicking as well. off. I think B for be, Bottas. B for Valtteri. Yeah, B for Bottas. Uh, I think he's been similar to Perez. Bab, 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 bab. I'd say. I don't. Oh, actually, mm, I'm not sure. But he's not having a great. He's having a great I'm season. Thinking out loud here. Yeah, think out loud. I mean, it was better than sitting there in silence. I mean, I'm trying to think back to previous years. He seemed a bit closer to Hamilton, but this year mm. he's yeah. not. But that said, he has done well in Hungary. He definitely did the job. <laughs> but but uh, other races, <laughs> I, I I think we, we, after the race we've kind of thought there wasn't much more he could do. It's kind of what we expected. He didn't do anything wrong but he didn't do anything exceptional. But that's what you have to do to beat Verstappen and Hamilton. So, And I think he's just not at that level. So I think a B sounds about right. Mm, I think he's, he's been struggling to beat Norris at a few races, which kind of doesn't mm. feel like where 
that Mercedes should be. Whether that kind of says more about Norris, I don't know. But I think, you know, there's definitely an element of yeah. Bottas in there. Um, in Austria, I, though, like he was there when Alton had damage, a bit like Perez when Verstappen had his tyre blowout in Azerbaijan yeah. and stuff like that. So I think that's why I'll, I'll give them the same grade. Yeah, I can't... It feels like he. I think he's had a better season than Perez, or I'd say he has anyway. But mm. I don't. I don't think there's enough of, enough of a difference to put him a grade up. So I'll go for a B as well. I think. I think he could. I agree. I still think he could have a, a decent part to play in the second half of the season, Definitely. though. Definitely can. Definitely can. He's shown he's got very good pace, and mm. when he's finished races, really, he's finished on the podium. Frankly. Um, I'd say he seems to be coming a bit more into form, whereas Perez seems to be falling out of it. So, you know, be interesting yeah, to see whether point. that carries on. But I, we can't, I don't think we can give him a higher, or I don't think I can give him a higher grade just based off that. So, yeah, I'll go B. I think that's really where we're all at. Um, B, 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 B for yeah. Perez. And, and it's going to be Vettel. crucial if they can step it up to that's an A grade. Yeah. yeah. Could be the, the difference in both championships. It could be. And the championship fight is between two drivers, and that's Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton. And we're going to discuss Verstappen first, because he's second in the standings. Go with your Verstappen convo, boys. Got to be an A-star. I mean, he hasn't put, he hasn't <clears throat> done much wrong at all. He's been, he's, it's his first proper title fight, and he's driving superbly. I think he's been the best driver this year, just ahead of Norris. Uh, and he's unlucky, been very unlucky to not lead the championship by what 20 25 points possibly. Luck is part of the sport, and I think he, the good thing with Verstappen is that he doesn't let it get to him. And I think he will continue to drive the wheels off that Red Bull and continue to put in outstanding performances every, every single weekend. And I don't think he does have an off weekend, he's just been brilliant. Yeah, me too. I, I, it's it's interesting that you know we're we're hyping it up for the Alpines last, um, saving the best till last. But oh, yeah. um, in in the meantime, <laughs> I forgot about that. So did yeah. Freddie. Anyway, um, you know I think. Oh God, that um, is. it's. <laughs> oh well, I mean we don't really need to rate them, do we? Um, <laughs> I, I just yeah. went straight. Went. Oh, I made a note of everyone. I was like, wow, I fit on the page. Damn. All right. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Sure his back. Yeah, yeah, we can do yeah, another podcast on them next week. <laughs> um, Verstappen's got to be an A star. I think you know Nigel said it all. He's not really put. I just don't see how. Can't no, be. No, neither do I. No, nor me. Um, before we go on to Lewis Hamilton, you spotted my <laughs> test, which was the Alpines. Um, you guys are on it today. Well done. And I wasn't Adam Ross. Oh, yeah, no, I didn't. <laughs> We've spoken about Fernando Alonso as well. I mean, we, 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 we went straight on from um, AlphaTauri to McLaren. I thought then that was an interesting jump. And then we got to into the uh, McLaren and Ferrari discussion. Because well, so, I noted down up until Gasly. I was like, okay, well, we'll, we'll do after that afterwards. And then I just did it. Apart from the <laughs> so, Alpines, which we just won't do. Um, yeah, apparently so. So, Esteban Ocon, do you want to change the number for a grade? Oof. Oh, God. I think a grade, probably. Um, anyway. I think I'm going to give him a B. Even though Best he's man, Bocon. I don't. He's he had a few tough races 
uh, after he signed his contract, <laughs> weirdly enough, uh, which he probably deserves. Uh, and he was beating Alonso earlier yeah. in the season. But you're so, saying he deserves the bad races, and I realise you're saying well, no, 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 no. He deserves his <laughs> contract, his three-year deal. But I think I think it's a high B. I just don't see. I just don't think he's been at the level of Leclerc, Gasly, Sainz, even though he has been pretty good. And and he was one of the drivers that we talked about who really isn't. And he's well, but it's not been very good. But I think he's been good. He's been good enough. Oh, I think I. I'll give him an A because A that wasn't meant to be that. Firstly, um, he's you know it's a, it's the same kind of Vettel situation that he looked like he could be coming in for a tough season and he had a great start and you know kind of went off the boil a bit in the middle. But also he's won a race like that's got to be worth a whole grade on its own. Surely for a team like Alpine, that's absolutely huge. It catapulted them up the. Um, constructor standings too so yeah it's you know it's I think it's got to be an A. I, I know you can't kind of judge everything off one race but when that is a race win yeah. for a car that well certainly both of you thought you know would be like at the back of the <laughs> midfield at the start coming I mean, I probably didn't know what I was talking about when I said it wouldn't it was. then yeah it's you know, <laughs> it's got to be an A. I'm leaning more towards Nigel with a B. Um... He's won a race yeah, I don't I think he's been he better won. than Alonso. Were you watching though. last time? Alonso, yeah, Alonso, I'm going to give Alonso an A. Very good job. I'm, not I'm going to give Alonso, Alonso an A. I don't think Ocon's been as good as Alonso this year. I'm giving Alonso. I don't know what I'm giving Alonso. I'm giving him a B or an A because I don't know. He's been relentless recently as Alonso, and Ocon's been very good to match that. Who knows? A B A B for both of them for me. It's that kind of thing. It's it's the bubble. It's the I fence. Believe this. You can. It's happening, mate. What, what uh, grade are you giving the ones on? Me? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, again, it's probably on the borderline. I'll probably give him an uh, A as well because he's come good, which, you know, I'm probably giving a bit more credence to. You know, I yeah. He didn't have the best start. He looked like... But then he got back into the swing of things very quickly and then he's been strong from then on he had a good sprint qualifying in Silverstone um as well and you know decent Silverstone weekend in general um so yeah I'll give him an A but I, I, I just don't see how he can not give off on an A well Alonso yeah. helped Ocon to the win <laughs> he was every bit Alonso was every bit as good as Ocon I thought in Hungary mm, but he he didn't get the result ultimately like Ocon was there in first so like he helped him but I feel like the result, a race win, is such a massive thing. You know, we've not had that many race winners over the past few years. Yeah. And, like, yeah, I, it's just such a, I don't know. I think, you know, ordinarily, you know, I didn't, you know, for, for kind of a podium, like for Vettel say, you know, it's good, but it's not. You know, I think there's a big difference between that and actually winning a race, bringing Maybe. 25 points but home. I think that's kind of offset by getting knocked out in Q1 three races in a row and being pretty far off Alonso three races in a row and that triple header but for me. That's, that, and that's still, like, what, that would make up, like, 10 points or something? Like, having such a, having such a good Hungarian Grand Prix, you know, it's, well, yeah, it's you, automatically... You can't really you know, say, you can't really say points. You can't really say, like, that kind of thing for sort of 
not getting 10 points when like at that position, even with even with the race win, Rockon's on what 36 points. Like losing 10 points is is a ridiculous. He wouldn't, he wouldn't have got 25. Then, he wouldn't have got no, 20, wouldn't have got that much, 25 points for those races. Many points. No, and I agree for Alpine, have many points, but I think saying like saying like because they're in a, I think having, having a Q1 exit, <laughs> yeah, having a Q1 exit is when he's in, in Alpine where it could be getting to Q3 is a really, really, really poor performance. It's that kind of thing. There's just been some really poor moments that, yeah, he's won a race and yeah, it was really good that he won the race and he won the race very well and he did what he needed to do. Um, to do that and put himself where he needed to, but but like, has, it's not just that. Like he did well at the start of the season, then he's come back into that form as well. Like it, he had a very good start to the season, and that's why he got his contract. I think we're all saying it was deserved when he got his contract extension because at that stage he's been doing fantastically. Yeah, and then he didn't do fantastically. Did fantastically <laughs> badly is the point. Hmm. Like if he and carried then he came on back like, and won a race. Yeah, exactly. So he's had so good and a. bad. Cool. You're giving him they're very good. Yes. Good. We knew you that. should be. Um, no, but we're you're not. not, which is the problem. Cool. <laughs> That's why. Okay. Can we go back to Hamilton? <laughs> it yeah. comes into an argument. <laughs> oh, right. Well, oh, this is... I'm going to give him an A. I don't, I don't think he's been anywhere near his best. I think he's very fortunate to be leading the championship. And I think he will have to improve if he wants to win the native world title. He's made some crucial errors in Baku, Imola, Silverstone. <laughs> he, he, the red flag saved him. Uh, so I, I just, I, I think it, I think it's an A. Yeah, I think getting lucky A's shouldn't A's. be a like reason it's to because he's made loads discount. of mistakes. No, it's the mistake beforehand. The um, like going off the road in Imola and that I, kind of I thought this year it would be Verstappen who would be making these silly errors because of he's not had the experience. Well, it's kind of reverse. They've kind of reverse roles in a way. And I think Hamilton has made. He's not having. He's, you know, he's just not on his best form. And I think there's apart from Hungary, Verstappen has either been better or equal to Hamilton at every race. Apart from Hungary, where I think Hamilton was better over the weekend. So I think I just think Hamilton, yeah, he's fortunate to be leading the championship. And I think I think an A is my my grade. I think yeah, because you you add up sort of going off the roads at Imola, um, the woeful Monaco performance, and then the magic at Baku, where he just yeah slipped and hit a button, but he did that and lost twenty lost the win and went to fifteenth, um, whatever it was. And I look at that and think, yeah, that's, I'm afraid I can't award an A star for that. I mean, even Hungary, we thought it was his fault. Well, it's a, I thought it was a team error, but, you know. I mean, in Hung- if you're talking Hungary, then he was unlucky that there was a red flag behind him because if it hadn't, then he would have been away. Yeah. That's what Hungary to the back of the grid. So, yeah, yeah. and he still Hungary had a fantastic was a team drive. Hungary's a strategy through. thing. That's different. Yeah. yeah but, you know, he was, he was unlucky there to lose a win I think if you kind of going off all of that so you We're know he still did a fantastic drive well you are but um or, no well, I didn't you know talking, then, talking about red flags mistake. talking about I saving by red yeah. flags but like if we're talking about oh you know got this result saved by red flags there are other results that or a result that he's lost because of that I think Hungary was still a fantastic drive in the end to come back through to third yeah, and was. then became second take advantage of 
that and you know Imola yes it was a bad mistake but he still recovered it cost him a possible seven points six points because he got the fastest lap because you know he still may not have been able to overtake Verstappen he did really well in Bahrain which is a win that I don't I didn't expect him to get to be honest um and then again like Silverstone in the end it didn't cost him any points it wasn't you know I think it was a massive mistake in the first lap anyway um but it didn't cost him any points regardless because he got the win and because he got a red flag which saved him from retiring (laughs) you know it's just one day it you know still he still (laughs) came through and won the race and are you giving him an a star (laughs) yes how was he I in the same it... category as Norris and The annoying thing is, we're running out of a lot is... of time in this podcast. Oh. <laughs> but so, he, yeah, he's to be leading the championship a in a Mercedes that has been slower over a loss of the season to Verstappen. You know, I I think, yeah, it's it's just been that that he is still leading the championship, and I think that's that's a good achievement. I don't think anyone else, bar Verstappen, maybe Norris in the car, would be able to. Get that, which is why I'm putting him in the same category. Well, Nigel, I'll just have to disagree, Freddie. I think mean, I, I just don't think he's been in the same category as Verstappen and Norris. Nowhere near. In fact, I don't think he's top three. Do you mean nowhere near? What? So he's been a B? Like no, no, he's an A. But I don't, I don't, I, I don't even think he's the top three drivers. He really hasn't been at his nowhere near his, his very good best, obviously. But I, yeah, I just don't think he's been. An outstanding season. I think it's been good. Mm. Ooh, What's your nice grade, Freddie? <laughs> Sorry? Oh, What's I gave him an grade? A. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because there's been some very poor errors, in my opinion. Um, but there have been some very, very, very good races as well, which is why it's an A. Um, because he's saved by some very good drives, like Hungary, like Bahrain. Um, like actually the rest of the race in Silverstone, those kind of drives are really, really good. And the rest of the race yeah. in Imola. Yeah. Yeah. And that was really good, but the mistake was there in the first place and that was really, really bad. So it's that kind of thing. Um, mm. So that's why I'm doing it. I think that's my opinion. Um, so yeah, what a nice way to end the podcast. Um, <laughs> we have lots and lots of letters have been thrown at you today, dear listener um, in this extended podcast i reckon i'm gonna have to do some stuff to make sure the file size is small enough for our free podcast plan to work and also (laughs) this is going to mean that i can't use my laptop all evening but anyway um sorry no that's fine um we're the ones who set ourselves this mammoth podcast and it's worked (laughs) because we've got so many viewers as you can see in the number beneath you um dear viewer Please look at that. Please give it a like. Please give us a subscribe. Please follow us on Twitter where you'll be able to see more sort of ramblings, um, more, less grades. We won't really have many grades on Twitter because we're not, you know, we're not a grading service. Examiners. Yeah, we'd be just people um, at the end of the day, in case you didn't realise. But yeah, so you can follow our group team podcast Twitter account at Winging It F1 where you'll be able to see new episodes. occasional digs at each other which we don't know which the other one did which is quite fun um and that's generally it actually um but anyway um and or you can go to our personal twitters and give us a follow i'm at fred coast 1999 um adam you are 
frozen. Okay. He's frozen at the perfect <laughs> moment there. That was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Adam, please say your Twitter because it, it didn't come across. At Nigel C. Journo. Oh, no, sorry, that's wrong. No. Um, yeah, at, at Adam Dickinson, 01. And Adam saved us the bother of asking Nigel anything else in this podcast. So we can just say goodbye and we don't need to worry about talking to him once again. What a relief. Um, a safe one, everyone. Enjoy the podcast. We'll see you for the next one. Um, and then we'll be seeing you for the Belgian Grand Prix at the end of the month. So... Have fun, everybody. Look after yourselves. Take care. Goodbye.